Hey guys, welcome back to the Soulfully Awakened podcast. It is your host, Nicole, and I am super excited that you guys are here. We are continuing our session, our beautiful Soul Share Sacred Sessions, where I invite you in a conversation with me and other beautiful people that I have either met in the physical or I have met through friends or on Instagram. And I really want to give a platform where you guys can get to listen to them, their story, their magic, their medicine, and just join us on this beautiful chat. So today on the podcast, I have Michelle with, she is part of You, The Power Within, not going to pronounce her name because I know that I would fuck it up. It's a very beautiful, unique name, and maybe she'll pronounce it for you guys. But we're going to have Michelle on here today, and she is a Reiki master. She is a women's circle facilitator, and she is a self-empowerment coach. So I met Michelle through Instagram, and we instantly clicked and connected. We had many synchronicities with the way that we were thinking and feeling energy, And as I've gotten to know her through Instagram and we talk back and forth, I thought, you know what, let's have her on the show today. And I just thought it'd be a really great chat. And so super excited for you guys to listen to her and hear her story and her thoughts and her magic. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much, Nicole. I am so honored to be here. And I really loved how we connected through Instagram. Me too. I love, I love how Instagram can connect us to people that we probably otherwise wouldn't meet if we didn't have this magical paradigm of social media, even though at times, sometimes I'm, I get like drained from it. It really is a beautiful connective tool. Yeah. It's this double-edged sword, right? Um, mm-hmm. I can't even count. I, there are countless women who once I opened the space and created um, my Instagram, there are just so many women who I've connected with, men as well, um, but just so many that across the world. And um, it's, it's soul family, right? Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's this deeper understanding where you don't have to explain yourself. Right, right. And I love that too, because I feel like when we connect with people on social media and we just vibe with them, there's this open-hearted connection where we just feel really seen. We feel really open to share. And I know like once you and I connected, like I felt like that, it was like, I didn't have to explain myself. I didn't have to hold back and be like, oh, this is too weird. I can't say that. It's like, you just got me. (laughs) Yes. And that's, that's where the magic lies, right? You just kind of sit back and say, oh, wow, I've, I've had to explain myself or hide myself or, um, you know, overextend myself for most of my life. And then I come across a soul and um, the conversation is just so fluid and so beautiful. And you're like, oh, oh, me too. Oh, you mm-hmm. too. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> right. I love that. And I used to feel that way. When I started doing um, Reiki, like about, it'll be 11 years this fall, which is crazy to me that I think that I've been in this field of work of doing energy work and Reiki for almost 11 years now. And when I first started out on my path, I would really um, 
hold back. It was like, I always tell people I was like this cool underground club. And if you <laughs> knew that Nicole did this, then you knew, like, I didn't have like a website or anything until last February of 2019, where I was really pushed by my guides. Like you have to, you've got to get yourself out there. You have to do this. And so I finally did it. And my journey with Reiki really like opened up my path with like my intuition, my clear gifts and just trusting everything. And so what has been your unfoldment and your relationship like with Reiki in your own life? Because I know that you're a Reiki master. Yeah. Well, firstly, congratulations on 11 years. It's beautiful. I know. It's, it's crazy. I can't even believe it. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, I was like, holy shit, really? It's going to be 11 years. It, it just seems like it seems like so long ago when I think about it, but it seems so like small, so fast. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I mean, I have a very similar experience. Um, I've always been in touch with spirituality and, um, but kind of disempowered most of my life and hidden. I always mm -hmm. hid. Mm -hmm. um, but my Reiki Reiki really was the catalyst for my awakening and coming back to myself. Um, so for me, it was November of 2018 when I had moved from New York to San Francisco and, um, you know, started a new job, new, new life, new everything across the country. And, um, I booked a Reiki healing session and it just, activated my DNA. It activated my life purpose. And um, it, I love how you said unfolded. It just unfolded very naturally and intuitively. And I reflect a lot on the past because I'm like, how did I get here? Like I mm -hmm. am so outspoken about my my journey about my spirituality. It's like what you said too. It's like, you know, back before we were awakened, it was very underground or I don't know if people will judge me or mm -hmm. I'm still in the spiritual closet. And um, yeah, Reiki just opened me up to my intuition and following the nudges and creating a community for other women who are in the spiritual closet to um, own themselves and to empower themselves and to be around others who are speaking their truth and speaking their voice. And um, that's what I do in my women's circles um, through Reiki sessions. And um, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been a really beautiful unfolding um, so yeah, even in the last, so it's been almost a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that you said too, it's like, when you try to look back and pinpoint this pivotal point, it's, it's like all these little things lined up. Cause I think about that for myself, there wasn't anything massively big that happened. And I always tell people this and it's hard to translate it into words. Cause people will ask me like, well, like, how did you get into Reiki? How did you know it was time? And I'm like, I didn't go seeking it out. Like she called to me, like it kept calling to me. And that's the same thing with everything, like leading into becoming a Reiki master. Like I had been doing Reiki. Um, I was level two for about almost 10 years. And wow. I, I was, I was content with that. Like I was content. Everyone would ask me like, 
are you going to start training or can you train me or would you train me? And I was, and I recorded a recent podcast episode on that. I haven't put it out yet, but it talks about my journey into becoming a master because for a long time I was like, um, no, I, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put any pressure on myself. If it happens, it happens. And then it just so happened this past September everything was aligned. Like spirit was like, you, you have to, you have to do this. This is your next step. Mm -hmm. And it, I didn't go searching for it. I didn't go looking for master attunement level trainings. I didn't seek out somebody because I have a, I have a Reiki master near me um, that I worked with that I did my one and two workshops and trainings with. And I mentored under her and I could reach out to her if I wanted to, but for me, the whole entire step of my spiritual journey, either it be through Reiki, doing past life regression, shamanism, has all been such a like an unfoldment on my path of breadcrumbs along the way saying, go here, do this. And like every time I would open myself up to him, like, okay, yep, okay, cool, I'm gonna do this. Somebody <laughs> would align on my path and be like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'd been thinking about that. And I'd be like, all right, universe, if I'm supposed to do this, I'm open to it. Show me the signs. Like, let's, let, let's fucking orchestrate this. And it has always been like that. And I feel like when you are open and you're living in alignment with an open heart, even though it may not make sense to other people, the things that are meant for you on your path will find their way into your path for you. Yes. Yes. You know, once you take that first step and it's such a pivotal moment, but you don't even realize it's pivotal. Mm -hmm. Um, when you start to listen and, and kind of go inward, that's when the universe will respond back with more opportunities. And it's kind of like the universe saying, Oh, she, she's open. She's awake. Mm -hmm. she's, she's open for business. Let's, yeah. let's give her, let's, let's, uh, drop this person in her path or yes. this stranger on the street or, you know, this class on her Instagram feed. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that when you were talking about when you received your Reiki treatment that you booked, like it opened up like this coding within your body, these activations. And that's something like Sometimes I think that people don't fully grasp the beauty and the super powerful magic within energy sessions and, and receiving energy work and things like that, because it's not just a quote unquote cool experience to have. Yeah, it's really fucking cool, but there's <laughs> all these um, intangible things that are going on within all the layers of your energy body, be it cellular DNA activations, recodings, reharmonization, all these pieces start to click, start to awaken. And that's like the coolest piece for me is when I meet with somebody who hasn't experienced energy work before, but they have felt so called to it because these people will have been following you behind the scenes for a while, kind of like creeping what you're doing and being like, hmm, this seems really cool. I think I want to do this. And then when they come to you, they are so open. They're so ready. And then the moment that they, you know, receive like the messages or they just feel different when they leave and when they message you and they're like, oh my gosh, like this is happening in my life or I feel like this or these synchronicities are happening. To me, that's like the coolest thing because it's like, I want them to experience the magic for themselves, not me be the experience giver to them. Yes. Yes. That's, 
That's it. And you, I'm, you're also, you know, a healer as well. I love seeing their faces after mm-hmm. a session because I'm like, this is not the same face yeah. that came into the session. You can physically see the energy cleansing in the face, in the physical body. And it's so magical because that's only on the physical level. And there's so many layers to our aura and to our body. Um, and I love how you said that. It's like, we, we are not having the experience for you. We're not explaining the experience. Like if people are coming to you, then they are ready to experience it themselves. And sometimes it's on a subconscious level and they don't always necessarily understand it, but they feel it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, I, like, I love that you said that too. Like when like I can always, when somebody comes in before they're even coming to my house to receive a session, it's like, I'm so attuned to their energy. So I can feel when they're on their way here, like what energy frequency they're vibrating at. Like I can feel if they're super anxious because I think a lot of people too think like, oh my gosh, like we're just going to be so invasive and we're going to know their deepest, darkest yeah. secrets. And I always tell people like, I am only allowed to feel and to see and to experience the energy of which you feel comfortable allowing me into. It is, it's like, it's like a co-creation. It's a collaboration. It's not, I'm not going to pull out your deepest, darkest secrets and lay it on the table. Whatever comes out during the session is exactly what your soul is ready for you to hear and see from a different perspective as it's coming through my channel. And so when people are generally anxious, I think it comes with that. Like they're so like, what is she going to see? What is she going to know? And I always just rest, like when people come in, I give them a hug and I'm like, are you feeling anxious? And they'll say, yeah. And I'm like, okay, just going to put your mind at ease. I'm not going to pull out anything that you are not ready for me to hear, see, and feel because you're not ready to see it, to hear it, and to feel it in this moment right now. So whatever comes forward is going to be for your highest involvement and your highest good. And it's like, once they get on the table and I touch them, I can feel that energy. And it's so cool by the time, like, you know, five, 10 minutes in, I can feel that energy circulation waving and flowing through their body. And it's starting to fall into this really beautiful melting energy. Then when I got ready to start, like I could just feel it like vibrating all over the table, like pretty, pretty heavily. Yeah. Because you know, the ego falls away when, Mm -hmm. um, we drop into meditation or when we drop into an energy session, um, you know, once we kind of get onto those, those different waves, wavelengths and frequencies, um, we come back to our heart center and we come back to who we really are. And I tell a lot of people, I'm not, I'm not, you know, changing you. I'm actually helping you come back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. To, yeah. Come back to who you were when you were a baby, when you were pure, when you were brought into this world as, you know, into this lifetime that you chose and, um, it's fascinating because when I received, and I always talk about my first session too, um, if they're feeling uneasy, because I was even nervous, even though I was into spirituality and I grew up with a mom who was very in tune to energies and empathic ways and, and, um, different rituals. And, um, 
I, I say to them, you know, I almost canceled my first session because <laughs> it was almost like a therapy session where you know that this session might change your life. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the subconscious level of um, knowing. And before I um, booked an appointment, I actually had my guides tapping on my feet at night, like telling me like, you need to do this, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really fascinating experience. Like they were literally physically touching me, like, come on, Michelle, like get with the program. You need to do this for your higher self. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you say too, that you had, um, your mom as this beautiful figure that was so open, so in tune. So you kind of grew up with that very open energy of acceptance and, and knowing about spirituality, metaphysical stuff growing up because I grew up that way as well. And so I think like when I stepped onto this path, um, about almost 11 years ago, like that was the beginning of my first big spiritual awakening. And I did, I was like so open. I was so ready for it. And like all of the things that my mom had said, all the books that she had read, all the things that she had done, um, the things that I noticed that she would be doing, like sitting down, tapping on her third eye, talking about decalcifying her third eye. Like it didn't, it like all clicked. It like all clicked into focus where I was like, oh my gosh, this is why this was around me all these years, knowing about healing the body, near death experiences, um, guardian angels, knowing about aliens and star seeds like as much as that freaked me the fuck out when I was little <laughs> it all made so much sense and my mom was really my first teacher and I think that's what really helped me on my journey to just keep opening up and deepening and allowing and so I think that's so cool to hear that you kind of had that same type of energetic support around you as well I do. I remember that was um, an episode I did listen to of yours, of your podcast. And I was on the train going to work and I was just like, of course we're, we're (laughs) connecting. We have so many synchronicities. Um, Yeah. My mom, she would cleanse our house um, every couple of months, you know, she would sage Mm -hmm. and cleanse and she, you know, she would say, yeah, your dad doesn't really understand, but I feel the energy. She would leave glasses of water around to take in the energy of anyone that came into our home. Uh-huh. He would, um, you know, give us prayers, like intentions of Archangel Michael. And she would say, you know, you and your sister are sponges. You really have to protect your energy and, um, you know, cleanse yourself. And we would do new year's rituals. I mean, she believed in psychics, like all these. Mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, my first book I read was in high school, I think. And it talked about like the temple and the Akashic records. And I remember reading it and crying um, because I, I just felt like so homesick. Like I just felt this deep inner knowing that there was so much more to, um, to us than this earth plane. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, my mom, says like, wow, like you are, you've come so far and you're helping others and you're healing others. And it's just so, it's really, really cool to, um, have grown up with a very supportive mother. 
Mm, And I love that. And that's like one thing that like, whenever I talk to my mom about like everything that I'm doing and the things I'm creating, um, one of the things I remember her saying to me was, um, she was like, wow. She's like, when, cause my mom was a young mom when she had us. So my mom was 17 when she had me, she had three kids by the time she was 21 and she still invested herself in going to the library. This was like before, like the internet was a thing. And she would like check out books and get everything she could about all of this stuff and psychics and channeling and mediumship and uh, aliens and past lives and you know, it was very limited selection at the time because, you know, back in like the, probably like the late eighties, early nineties, like this was still very taboo. And she would say like, she was so drawn to it. And she was like, and now I see it come full circle. She was like, the things that you were doing are things that I thought that I would be doing. She's like, but I realize now that I actually like gave birth to it. And she was like, and that makes me so happy to like, watch you do all of these things. Mm -hmm. It's like, and so that's like, so nice to like, have that and have that relationship and that understanding. Like my mom too, like your mom knew I was so sensitive. Like my mom would talk about like how sensitive I was to energy, how tender hearted I was. And like, I'm the type that like, I can sense energy, like be it happy, sad, angry frustration, which I'm, I know you can too. And it's like, I would just like cry. I would just get so emotional, like at anything, people, movies, commercials. And my mom would always tell people like, you know, she's, a, she's very sensitive. She's very tender hearted. So my mom always like really had my back on everything. Cause she just knew how sensitive I was. And I don't know if she ever described me as like empathic, but she just knew that I was super sensitive. And I always remember my mom saying that. And I look back now and I'm like, yeah, she recognized how like open I was. And this is the way I describe it to people. Like when, um, you know, everybody's an empath on different levels, different scales. And once we become aware and we become a really conscious, empowered empath, it's like we take the window that is us and we put up maybe a more sturdy screen. But until we like realize that it's like having a wide open window and anything and everything gets through. But the more that you're aware, you can kind of be like, Hmm, I I got a couple holes in my screen here. Let me put up a better screen, be it like with boundaries and knowing what drains you, what uplifts you. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's so beautiful. Like the cross, um, interactions between like our parents, like our moms and growing up and everything like that. I think it's so cool because I didn't really know all that about you. Yeah. And I love, oh, I got so emotional when you said your mom birthed you, you know, birthed yeah. it because <laughs> um, my mom, it was her birthday in January and I called her and she's like, I was saying, you know, you can do the, these things. It's never too late. And she's like, well, it's kind of too late for me. Like you can do all these things. And mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, she's so proud of um, myself and my sister, and we both went into naturally healing careers. I'm a speech therapist, and my sister's a nurse. Oh, um, so, you know, I, I think she kind of feels the same way where, you know, I raised two beautiful women who are helping others, and, you know, she definitely instilled that core value into us, you know, do not mm-hmm. touch others. Don't, mm-hmm. um, don't project because we are all one and, yeah. um, it's, yeah, it's so beautiful. Oh, that's mm. so crazy. 
I know. I love it. I love like the synchronicities of our story. And what I also love that you do is I know that you offer a lot of um, sacred circles, like specifically for like women and you do like new moon circles and things like that. So what got you into um, holding these types of sacred gatherings for others? Yeah, um, it actually happened around a year ago. Uh, Last March, I just had this download. I woke up in the middle of the night. It was two months after my Reiki level one. And um, I grabbed my journal and I just started scripting a a circle. I just started Mm -hmm. scripting like, what would I bring? What would be, what would we be doing? Um, Who would I invite? Where would it be? And, um, I said, oh, wow, like I want to do this. I want to create a new moon circle. And, um, I said it out loud to the universe and a month later in April, I had my first women's circle that I moved to San Francisco a year and a half ago. And I knew maybe two women. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I know over 40 women in San Francisco because, I opened this space and I always say, we are the vessels, right? We are the, mm-hmm. the channels of um, being an activator for someone else's journey. And I remember being in the spiritual closet growing up. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. in high school, I mean, I had my mom, I had my sister, but I think I had one girlfriend in high school who I could talk about the witchy things with. And, (laughs) but otherwise, I mean, I'm sure you've said it too. It's like, people would look at you like you had three heads or, you know, they were just like, whoa, she's crazy. Um, so now it's, it's kind of mainstream, which is beautiful that more people are awakening. Um, and I just wanted to, I didn't even realize it at the time, but I wanted to create a community where women felt safe and women felt heard and women could be vulnerable in their emotions, in uh, their stories and uh, creating intentions together. I think that's been the most beautiful aspect of my journal, of my, my journal, of my uh, women's circle is because when we come together, especially as women, we are creators, right? So Mm -hmm. if I have an intention and I say it out loud in a group of other women, they will hold that intention for me. And then they will also help me create that intention. So it's amplified. Yeah. I love that. And it's so funny now that you're saying, like you're saying this, it's like our stories are so similar because, um, about five, six years ago, I kept getting this download to start a, a monthly year long mentorship where we would meet once a month for a year and every month we would have a different topic. So I didn't do like, um, I, I was still doing circles, but it was more based around like different, um, teachings, be it shadow work, being di- like the different spiritual laws, um, about, um, chakras and things like that. And I did that for about five or six years. And this year I decided not to do it because my path is moving into direction of like serving um, bigger groups outside of that year long mentorship. But mine came through a download like that. And it's so 
so, so, so interesting and so fucking cool. Like when you get those downloads and you just allow yourself to journal, how it literally basically will map itself out. And with every course that I have done and different, uh, different offerings, it's kind of all unfolded like that. And I don't know if this happens for you, but do you ever find yourself when you get those, it's like, you're so excited about it. But for me, sometimes I'm like, Ooh, I show up with resistance because of my ego wants to be like, well, who's going to do this? You know, will I be able to, to do this? And I always have to like drop back into my heart and my body and be like, who fucking cares? Quit worrying about that. Put this out there. This is flowing through you for a reason. Present it out there and let it go. Yes. Yeah. That happens to me as well. Um, <laughs> and I, that's what I tell people too. Like, you know, you have this beautiful download, you get so excited about it. And then the ego comes in and it's like, you're crazy. Like yeah. no one would believe this or no one is, is going to join or, um, you know, you're, you're not good enough for this. Uh, but the thing is, is that if we receive those downloads, they're not for us, they're Mm -hmm. for someone else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's been so many women I've come across in the last year. I even started virtual circles online too, um, for the new moon to reach, you know, my Instagram friends, also my beautiful girlfriends on the East coast who I grew up with. And, um, so many women are like, Michelle, because of your circle, you inspired me to create a workshop for zero waste or a Mm -hmm. meetup for hiking or a meetup for workouts. And I just sit back and I say, what if I had never done these circles? Yes. Yes. I love that. And, And that's the thing too. Like there is so much power and the detachment from the what if, and just simply showing up, letting your soul guide you. And I love that because yeah, think about that. Like what if you would have never created these virtual circles to reach other people or even showing up in a a city where you didn't really know a lot of people and saying, I feel divinely led to do this. I'm just going to show up and see what happens. And like, if you wouldn't have done that, just think of all the 40 plus women that live who can physically come see you, uh, you know, think about the impact that you have had on their lives. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's, it can be so overwhelming at times. I'm sure you feel that way too, Mm -hmm. because then it comes with this pressure, right? That sometimes we put on ourselves. Yes. Oh, then I have to be this superhuman and I can never show negative emotions or shadow work or (laughs) all this stuff. And in the last few circles, I've been a lot more vulnerable and a lot more open with myself Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. with my journey. Um, Because I say at my circles, like I'm just a facilitator, but I'm also a woman here. So we are all on the same level. I'm not Mm -hmm. teaching. I do want to do workshops this year. That's on my my to-do list. Um, but for now, I think the circles kind of bring in this beautiful divine feminine energy of just being seen and being heard because we don't have enough of those environments in this world. And, you know, with the divine feminine coming online, we need to feel supported and we need to feel like we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that leads into the other piece, the other facet of the alchemy that is you is this self-empowerment. 
this self-empowerment that you are birthing and bringing forward, not only into your own life, but to those that you work with. And so do you want to talk a little bit about like your work in the self-empowerment movement, how you infuse it into your own life and how you infuse it into those that you work with? Yeah. So, you know, they always say you are, you are going to teach what you've been through yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. Because no one wants to hear about you know, this is self-empowerment. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to do. If they don't hear your own story and your own yes. struggles. Yes. Um, so even being on this podcast, right? Like I, five years ago, even would have never dreamt of being interviewed for podcasts or dreamt Aww. of doing women's circles or being seen in front of others and talking about my passions. I was so fearful of public speaking, Um, growing up, I never raised my hand. Like I was just very, very disempowered, very um, insecure and not sure of myself. And um, over the last year and a half, it's just been this beautiful unfolding of stepping into my truth and stepping into my voice and um, unapologetically, you know, Mm -hmm. just really being truthful with myself and my journey and sharing my story and being open to the vulnerabilities of sharing our stories. Um, Because I remember when I first started my now business Instagram, it was just a space to share. I just posted, you know, beautiful pictures I would take and then share a story that I had. And I remember when family and friends found the Instagram, they were like, Michelle, is this you? Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is amazing. Or these are, these posts are so great. Or like, are you going to start a business? All these questions. And I freaked out, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, oh my gosh, like people have found me. And um, Mm. it's really just been letting go of the fear and, or actually stepping into the fear almost because that's the catalyst. Um, so, you know, now I'm very unapologetic in who I am. And when we share our stories of feeling disempowered, you know, we open the space to allow other souls to share their story and, you know, when they resonate with you, it, it almost gives them a call to action to do the things that they love and do the things that light them up. And I think that's really the core of it. You know, my teachings are really like, what lights you up? Come back mm-hmm. to your five-year-old self and say to her, like, what did Michelle love when she was five years old? And I mm-hmm. loved making friends and I loved being loud and I loved being silly and, um, you know, I'm, I'm back to that, that young girl who is just so friendly and open and unapologetic. And I think that's, that's the number one, the number one teaching is really just what, what calls to you in this life? What are the nudges? What are the things that, um, at second, at second thought, you're like, oh, that's insane. I would never do that. Those are the things you have to follow. Mm, And I love that. And like, as you're talking about that, like I'm closing my eyes 
and I'm getting this like visual and I'm feeling the energy all over me. And it's like this beautiful, like unlayering of like what we have picked up through society, through peers, and just getting back to like what you said earlier, like it's a homecoming. It is a coming back home to yourself, which I love because I say this to people all the time with the work that I do. I'm not introducing you to anything new. I'm bringing you back home to yourself and I'm helping you reclaim all of the pieces and all the things that you have given away, sent away. And I'm helping you bring it back because I'm bringing you back into wholeness. And that sounds like that's like what you are offering people the, the place and this beautiful space to do. It's like this return home to everything that you are remembering everything that you have within is everything you've been calling in that you house it. And it's like, we're igniting it. We're turning it back on and we're saying, you know, here, take your own hand and, and take the journey back inward. It's all within you. And I love that visual of seeing your younger self, that beautiful inner child, that beautiful um, innocent self and talking to that aspect and saying, what do you need from me? What do you love to do? What brings you joy? Because I love that. I love inner child work and inner child healing because it's so fucking potent. It's so magical. So I love that you bring that in and integrate that in with your, with your own life and also with your um, teachings. Yeah. It's, it's such a simple tool, but it's, it, it's not at the same time, you know, it's so powerful and so profound. And I I think a lot of the times I take it for granted because I've worked with children as a speech therapist for so long. And um, I forget that most of our world does not work with children. Mm -hmm. Um, So seeing how children are just constantly in this almost meditative state where they do things without thinking, right? They, they live in their id where they are just passionate and purposeful and um, doing things without agenda. And um, we get so bogged down. I love how you said that unlayering of societal standards of our own old stories that Mm -hmm. people have told us. I mean, we carry those words with us in our bodies. Um, you know, verbal, verbal, verbalizations and, um, how other people have judged us in this lifetime as well as others. Yeah. It, it carries with us. And when we begin to look inward and unlayer and uncover, that's when that's where the self-empowerment comes in and that's where we find who we truly are and i feel like there's not enough of that in this world we're not we are not taught to be alone with ourselves and to uh let go of the distractions our world is so distractible Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i love that like you say that about like that going inward because it's like that inner standing and the moment that you start to like, look at like maybe what somebody said to you or an old story that you keep replaying. It's like the power is in like that observation. And then that awareness, like once you get into like that rhythm and you're like, Oh, like, okay. Like I can, like, Oh, I can do a lot of this myself. It's like observation and awareness are huge. So huge. And like, once you start to tap into that, it's like, everything kind of becomes this observation and awareness game in your own life. Like you observe yourself, your triggers, your feelings, and you start to go inward 
to, I always say, understand. You understand yourself and you start to do self-inquiry and self-inquiry is huge. I love that word, understand. I've, I've seen it in your post before yeah. and I always, <laughs> as I read over it, I just, um, I just sigh a big relief. It's like, oh yes, like inner stand, right? Inner, yes. inner truth and, yes. and really looking inward. And I've always been a very analytical person. I have my moon in Virgo. Uh-huh. So I'm always looking at myself and, and, you know, my own worst enemy. Um, but lately I've used that as a catalyst to help me drop into what is so fearful, right? Public speaking is so fearful for me for so long, but now I'm like, well, what are the things that I love talking about? It's Reiki, it's spirituality, it's, um, women empowerment. It's all the things that make me light up and I could talk about that until I'm blue in the face. So, um, yeah, that inner standing of self and there, yeah, that's, that's why we're here. That's what we're mm-hmm. here for. We're not here to heal people, right? I mean, yes, yes, <laughs> I, yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, we're just like you said before. We're here to we we basically like ignite it. We spark the flame, and then we keep fanning that flame for that person. Because I've really been taking this step back and looking at like. I don't like want to give you the experience. Like I said before, I want you to have your own experience. So how can I deepen that with the role that I do? How can I empower you to have these experiences? And I do that a lot with my shamanic work where um, there's a lot that I can do, like going into different worlds, doing soul retrievals and doing the like quote unquote work for you, finding those pieces and help bringing them back. And then you start the integration process. But I'm starting to look at it more like, how can I create the environment where I allow you to go through the journey as well, to see it, to feel it, to bring it back. And then we circle back when we come back to this physical present now space-time reality. And we talk about what happened within that interdimensional journey that you have wherever you went. And then we talk about it because I think that's for me, it's like, I don't want to quote unquote do as much for the client as I want the client to be in the experience of doing for themselves. And I'm seeing it, I'm feeling it. And then I can talk and meet back with them and help them begin to understand it and understand it. Does that, does that make sense? I don't know. (laughs) Yes. No, it makes sense. It's, it's being the activator. It's, it's bringing, um, you know, the energy in to cleanse and to clear. And we're just the channelers. We're just the, the vessels that hold the space for that clearing. And, um, you know, and it's, it's almost never in that moment. It's what happens after they leave us. Yes, absolutely. You know, yes. Um, that ripple effect too of them leaving. And then maybe they meet a new person that's, you know, becoming the love of their life, or maybe they have a new job or they -hmm. just start to shed the people and the relationships and the hobbies and the things that no longer serve them. And it it sparks an awakening or, um, you know, a different trajectory in their life. Mm, I love that you said that. And that's like such a good point. So for everybody listening, remember that, like, this is something that I always say too. It's like, what happens when you leave, like, you know, 
a session with us or you leave a circle or a workshop or a teaching with us, what happens when you leave is what matters most. Like that sets your, your path, your trajectory, like where you're going. It's within those moments when you are away from your healer, your teacher that matter so much because you feel amazing when you're in the presence of your, your, you know, your healing session or the person you're working with, but can you carry that energy with you when you're out of that energetic field, out of their aura, out of their presence with you when you are out on your own now? And so I love that you said that, Michelle, and I think that's something so important for everybody who's listening to really remember. Yeah. It's that integration, right? Because it doesn't, it's, it's like meditating, right? In the meditation, half the time you're thinking or you're like, I'm, I'm not doing it right. But then how are you carrying over those change of brain waves when you're out in the world and you're triggered? Are you reacting or are you mm. then observing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. And that's like, I think it's, I have a lot of Aquarian energy, so I'm always about the like, but why? Like I'm super, <laughs> like I have this really huge cosmic thinking where I, I'm, I like to know like the intricacies of everything. Like, but you know, like, like talking about meditation, meditation practices, beautiful. I love it. I do it every day, but what happens if it, it gets taken away from you? Can you function? Can you hold that quote unquote peaceful state of being if you no longer have meditation? Like, is it a a practice you can only do behind closed doors or is it an actual living, breathing, moving practice that you can practically take out in the real world? Those are, those are like things I think about all the time. (laughs) Oh, me too. Like Reiki, right? Yes. Yes. Sometimes I'll get triggered and I forget and I'm like, oh, I can bring Reiki into my body right now. Yes right? Or breath work or deep breath, like just a simple deep breath can completely change how you feel. Um, it is, it's, it's a learning and it's a nonlinear journey that we are on, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. (laughs) Um, because we're never fully healed and that's, yep. It's beautiful on a, on a level because we're human and we're here to learn and we're here to teach and we're here to, Mm -hmm be with each other and learn from each other. Yeah. And that's what I always say too. It's like, it's not a destination. This is a journey. So like, you know, it's not like you uncover one layer and you sit on your path and you're like, Oh, I'm done. I know everything. I'm so healed. I'm so, I'm like, no, like when you uncover a new layer, there's going to be something else below that. Like I've, I have found that to be true on my own path. It's like, and I'm excited about it. Like I'm so open to it. And, and I always tell people because when I get triggered, I, I actually kind of like it because it shows me some residual energy charge somewhere. And I'm like, mm, okay, interesting. It's not about this or this person, this thing. It's about me. What is going on below that emotional wave? Like, let me write it out. Let me see what's there. And I like it. It's probably because I, I'm so into like self-inquiry at this point. I've been doing this self-healing work and, and journeying for almost 11 years now. So I'm really comfortable with it. That doesn't mean to say that every trigger um, is so like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like sometimes it's uncomfortable <laughs> and I'm in, I'm in a dip and I'm like, God, why do I feel so funky right now? And it's about honoring that space too and not judging myself and being like, 
there, maybe I don't need to do anything to quote unquote fix this. Maybe I need to reside in this wave. Okay. What's going to bring me the most healing comfort in this wave. And maybe it's something so fucking human as laying down and watching Netflix, which I mean, I know you've seen my post. I'm all about embodying the human experience, like dropping back into the body, quit trying to transcend the human experience. This is why we signed up. If we didn't sign up to experience being a human self, then we wouldn't be here at this moment, at this place and time on earth. So I'm always about dancing between soulfulness and humanness. I love that. And everything you just said is exactly how I feel. I love the triggers too, as much as they can hurt sometimes. Um, It's definitely my my Scorpio rising. I love digging (laughs) deep and figuring out why and sometimes not the why, but just um, being in this space now, which is such a blessing to say, okay, this is another layer of my awakening. Why are, you know, different issues popping up? I thought I healed that and then mm-hmm. coming back and, and really journaling or meditating or just breathing through them. Um, but yeah, I, I love the triggers too, because they're so different, different, there's such a different perspective now yes. than they were five or 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is, it's a human experience. And sometimes when, you know, I tell people um, who are just on the beginning of their awakening, you know, give yourself time to integrate. There will be, I remember meditating for like two plus hours after like my first Reiki attunements, because I was just so deep into the integration. Mm-hmm. And there were moments where I was like, am I going to live like this the rest of my life? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I eventually integrated more and, and got back into the human experience. But um, it is, I love that you said that, that balance and that dance, because mm-hmm. we are, we're here to eat the ice cream and we're here to go to a concert and listen to live music and, yes. you know, dance and, and have arguments and love and friendship and all the things we, we, we won't have that again for most of us, right? We'll be in yep. another life and in another realm and dimension, and we might never experience that again. Yeah. Um, And that's been a huge lesson for me, I would say, in the last three or four months of remembering, like, Michelle, Mm -hmm. you're human. (laughs) You need to ground. You need to relax and just be. I think that's really. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I'm all about, I'm always, like, being, like, let the human have the fucking experience. Like, because the more that I let my human self experience, the more that it feeds that soul expression, the more that it's teaching that soulful side of myself. It's like, you know, it's like a whole beautiful, like learning experience. And we can't just ignore the human self and expect to quote unquote ascend or whatever with the the spiritual soulful self. We need both. And same thing, the human self isn't whole and complete if we completely bypass and ignore this soul expression, this soul essence, this soul talk that wants to explore and move through us. So it's about finding what works for you and dancing between the two. Like I always tell people, you know, I'm, I'm super spiritual. I'm super into my metaphysical stuff and very cosmic, but I'm super grounded. And I really enjoy my human experience. I'm like, like I cuss like a sailor, but I'm like, does that make me less spiritual? I'm like, no, like 
if, if that's like what I think or what you're thinking, then that's like a glass ceiling. That's a conditioned belief that you have. Like, why does it make it this? Why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't it dance in the gray? And yeah, I have a lot of those thoughts and chats with myself and also with my clients, which I know a lot of the people I attract are super into my energy. And that's great because I know I'm not for everybody because I'm like, I'm all over. Like I'm super cosmic, but I'm really grounded and I'm really fluid and really into the sacred feminine energy. And I love it. And I, I own all the aspects of myself. And I think you're doing the same thing. Like when you were saying like your biggest thing, like thinking about like years ago, like speaking, public speaking, being on a podcast. And I was like thinking, I'm like, you would never know. I'm like, she's like fucking like rocking this podcast. Cause you know, like we're on here and I'm like, I gave you no agenda. I gave you no outline. I'm like, Hey, just trust me. We're just going to flow. And you've done a beautiful job of just trusting and flowing. Thank you. You're welcome. It's just, um, this whole human experience. It's just so beautiful and vulnerable and raw and, um, you know, giving ourselves a break too. Right. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I yes. grew up very serious and thinking, you know, I was like that grandma at 10 years old, just like such a serious <laughs> child. And um, now it's like life is too short to hold grudges or regret or, you know, do the things you want to do and say the things you want to say as long as they're not hurting people, you yes. know, but yeah, um, it is, it's, it's that human experience and that spiritual bypassing, which so mm-hmm. many people, um, you know, we all are human. So we all experience it. We all have moments yep. of, of judgment, but, um, coming back to if someone is living, living in their alignment, then who are we to judge? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I love everything that you've said, Michelle, and I'm so grateful that you wanted to be on my podcast. And so all my listeners can get to know you and then your people can get to hear you on this podcast. And before we end this chat, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? If they want to follow your work, if they want to be on your newsletter or to find out about your, um, your circles that you do, what's the best way for people to connect with you? And I'll make sure to drop it in the show notes too. Well, thank you for having me. I, I knew this conversation would be so soulful and flowing and divine feminine energy. Um, yeah, people can find me on Instagram, um, you period, the power within, or, um, on my website, you, the power Okay. Beautiful. And then they can find out about your circles and stuff through that way too. Yeah. On my Instagram, there's a link, um, for my moon circles coming up for the new moon in Aries, um, at the end of March. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So guys, if you don't already follow Michelle, go to her Instagram and follow her. And then you can also go to her website. I'm pretty sure she has like a newsletter that she sends out like with information, but you can find um, her sacred circles that she does and her virtual circles. If you're not in the area, if you're not in San Francisco. And so before we sign off, the question I always ask my guests are, what does it mean to you to be soulfully awakened? Mm, I love that soulfully awakened. Oh, it means 
Being true to who you are, you know, being um, open to experiences and allowing yourself the space and the time to do the things that light you up um, and just looking at the world in a different lens, right? Awakening to all the aspects of this beautiful world that we live in and um, seeing how you fit into that world or how you don't fit into that world. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with all of us. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to start to kind of wind down our podcast today. So big thank you to Michelle for showing up and bestowing us with all of her beautiful magic and her wisdom. Thank you to all of you who are listening and who are sharing this episode. If you like it, share the episode and go and follow Michelle, get in touch with her and stay up on her happenings and her workshops that she's wanting to create. So thank you everybody for listening. I see you. I honor you. I love you. And until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. 